Hello, James here, and welcome to the James Cast. So, what are you going to be listening to? It's PowerWorks time, and that means I'm talking with Glenn Power about cars. We had a great conversation about, well, a helicopter car, actually. 1921 Lyette Helica, one of 30 that were made by Marcel Lyette. Yeah, it pretty much was a helicopter, but a car. Mm. Kind of makes you think what's going on in France, right? Renault making Nissan Micras. Okay, you can see where the conversation's going. It's always a lot of fun. Glenn Power and myself talking cars. At least one of us knows something about cars. <laughs> Here we go. It's the James cast, and we're talking cars with Glenn Power. I actually did Andrew and I, 7.10 in the morning, podcasting. Nice. I know. I, I, I'm going, he's not a morning guy. And he wants to, he goes, can we do seven? I'm going, what? I said, well, <laughs> we can do 7.10 because my wife leaves at 7.10. So, you know, we have breakfast and then, you know, open the gate, get her out and this and that. And, and uh, you know, I thought 7.10 is possible because <laughs> It's like, I could do seven, but you know. Tank talk from the bed. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, he's, he's, he's a night owl. So how's he doing seven in the morning? But he was, I've never seen him more wide awake. So it was, it was maybe awesome. just coming home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> oh man. Everything else. Otherwise rocking. How's, how's DJ doing? Settling in. Yeah. Yeah. It's DJ, yeah. right? Yeah. Settling in. We got, um, it's a big learning curve coming from the UK, coming from working as he was, and now he's he's Powerworks. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like I did exactly the same. Yeah, it's a mind bender. I did it into an established business yeah. where I had lots of people to fall back on, and he's come to a well, it, we're a startup. Yeah, right? you're a startup. Yeah, so um, fall back on him. Yeah, there's there's only me to fall onto, and. And you're tall and lanky, so there's I'm, a lot of room I'm, to fall beside. I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling with the uh, everything else falling on me at the minute. Yeah. Oh, we could do we could do that whole show on on startup and things to keep in mind. We, we I've done one of those with Colin at one point. We we have to. We probably need to do a couple of them because they'll be great records for yeah. later down the road. And just like okay, at, that, at this moment, this is what was going on in my that's mind. Thinking about yeah, because you do. That's that's one of the things about all the stuff we've done, right? You can look back on it all. Yeah. And say, oh yeah, I remember when he used to think like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, and and on that note, here we go. Potaholics time and PowerWorks, Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive, coming to you from the podcast suite at the Rove Hotel downtown. We got an hour of automotive power. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like that? Power works. Hour of automotive power. I like it. It's the power hour. Yeah. I, I, know, I know there's something else that's power hour, but really, we could just call this the power hour. That's my name. Yeah. That's my name. It totally works. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm liking it already. <laughs> power drained already. Power drained. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got lots to talk about, and uh, you know, it's 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 funny how shows just kind of wind into each other. You and Joey Woo Woo seem to have uh, a back and forth going. I'm the intermediary, which is classic. It's getting very. It's, it's like it's like WWF <laughs> WWE now. Sorry, promos back and forth. And it's it, if 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 you just 
kind of catching into this and going, Joey Woo Woo, hold on, I haven't been listening to the power works and, and what's going on here. And so Joey Woo Woo being my brother who goes by the name Joey Woo Woo because he does a woo woo all the time. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think he puts those on the back, right? Cause he does them all the time. Like he's yeah. and Joey as in Joey from friends. I think it kind of built out of that. Not that he <laughs> is the Joey from friends, but you know, I guess he could be confused for, for Joey. And, and, and so the, the sort of the, the, the connection is you and Joey, both mechanics yeah, and have a love for automobiles and, and just repairing stuff. And I'm sure anything with a motor, you, you know, he, he, what did he send me the other day? He was swapping out, send me some video. Oh yeah. I swapped the motor of that lawnmower onto that lawnmower and this. And, and then, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I got to do something else here too. And it was, <laughs> but we've, we've had the ongoing conversation about Chrome and yep. you, you sent me a wonderful video of, I, I can only assume that that was one of Colin's new, new acquisitions. No, it wasn't. No. Oh no. no. Okay. Although he did actually talk about maybe buying it when it's finished. So this was a, a Range Rover. Yeah. And I don't know what year that was, but then 88. Oh man. Classic. In fact, I remember Dave Walker, when I first moved here, as in 2000, he must've been driving around in that vintage or there and because it had the same door handles and mm. stuff so i don't know when they stopped yeah, making yeah. them like that and 93 that, i think okay so he, he was driving something that was pretty old and this was in 2000 and that was that was a what a brilliant vehicle <laughs> except that it's got these chrome door handles yeah that burn your hands in this environment every time you put your finger in to pull it and this super stiff <laughs> yeah so it's you, not like you can just flick them and you, so i mean i, I flicked it burnt my fingers and the door was still not open yeah he's got to do it he's got to go get gloves got to do the whole full range of motion to get the latch yeah. to roll off so, so you really really burn the ends of your fingers and yeah and so you sent me that i send that off to joey woo woo he he responds and then he sends another one back he's out camping with his buddy who's uh you know owns a haulage company so a haulage company in in north america is you know trucks and rigs and 18 wheelers and and he's showing you his dodge ram which is completely chrome every you know from chrome grill chrome bumper <laughs> it's chrome wars yeah i mean i i i, I now have to maintain <laughs> No matter what happens to me in the, in the next 25, 30 years, I have to now maintain that I hate Chrome on cars. And you know, it's, it's funny because these podcasts will hold you to it. And, and this is an interesting one that I'm now searching for in post podcast, nothing to do with our show, but has to do with get fit radio with Marcus mm. Smith. Love the guy where, you know, I actually haven't been to his new studio. You know, he's got a new studio up no. uh, close to your place up in studio city. He's got a whole new inner fight building oh, cool. restaurant in it. Well, you know, the, the uh, Smith street paleo is in there and, and it's, you know, awesome. yoga studio and the whole bit. And yoga studio is the, the key word because I remember doing podcasts with him when we talked about yoga and I don't think he had anything good to say about yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He was less than complimentary about yoga. Got to pay for the building. And now he's got a yoga studio and in his building. People and will pay for yoga. I, I'm one of them. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, it's, I, uh, a little bit of yin yoga with a sound bath, man, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm looking for that podcast. The point being podcasts live on. So now you forever, you, know, you <laughs> can never like Chrome now. Yeah. I can never, ever like Chrome. Even when I get to being like 50. Yeah. No, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> Which is not a problem for me because it's a, it's a, it's an absolute danger to society. Chrome burns you when you touch it, blinds you when you're driving behind it. Yeah, 
it's, it's just, and then you've got to keep it clean. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the killer. And I've always wondered about these guys in winter, you know, snow, sleet, ice, salt that's been put on the road. It's yeah. slushy. That chrome is just getting shattered. Yeah. The, the, the good sort of the argument for chrome is always, oh, well, it's better than these plastic bumpers you get now. Well, okay. Mm. We'll make it out of steel. Don't make it, you can paint it. Don't make it shiny, please. <laughs> what, what's, uh, what, what's the, what's coming into the, uh, the garage these days? What do you got going on? Uh, we've got a really nice, um, type two combi van, uh, pickup, two door pickup. So single cab. That's really cool. Um, it's a '74 from Brazil. Wow. Uh, that's that's just an engine regasket. Basically, it's starting to leak oil, okay. which isn't a massive issue on an air-cooled engine. They all kind of leak oil, weep a little bit yeah. from time to time. But that's going to be a fun project for the next five, six days. Once the parts arrive, hard to find parts. No, really oh, easy. Okay. No, really easy. You can even get. Um, Original parts. I mean, there's there's no no difficulty in getting parts for those. They they still make them out of the heritage and the classic parts division. Mm. So yeah, really easy to get. And can't get them locally. There's a few on the on the Porsche side. You can get some of the classic parts from them uh, locally, but never ever have any joy with the VW. Are you are you finding it a little more challenging because of of sort of reduced air traffic these days with getting parts in that you're ordering from overseas as fast as you would like? We have a slowdown in the country. Mm. As in anything within the country is taking a bit longer, but getting it in here is not the problem. Oh, okay. Uh, I think air traffic is now trying to fill space up with freight. Maybe, okay. Air freight has definitely gone down in price. Really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. So it's definitely gone down in price. So we've, we've air freighted a few things recently, which have been 25, 30% of the cost of what we would have paid maybe a year ago. So, so not that there's an upside to COVID, but with reduced people flying, reduced luggage, the, the freight business, yeah, and, well, you know, DHL yeah. and others, you know, taking talk, up the space. Talk to pilots here and they all say that they're flying freight, the 777s and the 380s as well being used for freight. Wow cargo so there we go well, that's yeah. neat keeps them in the air yeah for sure are, are you finding increasingly i mean i mean you got the bread and butter stuff that you're doing we talked about distress purchases a little bit last yeah. week with batteries and tires yeah. speaking of i still got that tire i gotta fix on the vehicle <laughs> it's been what a month now right and i'm, all, I'm almost at the point I, t I do check it every day to see how much air it's lost <laughs> When oh, it, that's great. When it gets down to 38, I make well, sure I go got, top it up. We've got an accurate graph of <laughs> Oh, yeah. How are we plotting it? Well, uh, what I'm doing is I'm seeing, is it losing air faster? Ah, and okay. And, and so I, but I do say every, every day, I say, oh, I got to get this fixed on the weekend. And it's not like I don't know where to go because there is a place actually close to the house. I went to one and they said, yeah, we don't do what you need. You need, you need a full plug in there and you need to go here. And it's not like it's any different. I just need to take a left instead of a right. I, I probably do need to do that this weekend because yeah. it's, yeah. it, I, I, I mean, I'm rolling the dice every time I, the car gets driven and hold it, it gets better because I'm not driving the vehicle. My wife's driving the vehicle. So I'm rolling the dice for her, which oh, no. <laughs> is okay because you know who she's going to call if she has a problem. She's going to call you. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. <laughs> but then I'm going to, I mean, I'm hoping that you've told her there's a puncture in the tire. Uh, I think she's aware. She's in the car when I keep <laughs> filling it up. 
<laughs> well, as we've said before, we'll get it done and, and make sure because ties are very important. Yeah, I know, and and that, it, it's it's you know this is the the challenge, right? Because we just, I'm just lazy. It's like okay, you know, and we're in an environment where the place, you know, if I go to the the, the shop that's that's close to me, which is legit, and, you know, and I go there, they're they I don't think even think they're open in the morning. They're only open at night, like the right. afternoon night. So I got no, I really have zero excuse for not doing this, except that I'm just lazy. No comment. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like, yep. If you, if you, I mean, the the, dif, the difficulty is, and you've been, you know, you've been in this situation before. It's where, like, even if you were to put your spare on, yeah, you've got to have the space. You've got to have the right tools. You know, just getting getting the wheel off safely yeah. on the side of the road where it's not level and it's you know. It's, yeah, pain in the rear end. It's not easy, and it's still really hot out there. Yeah, yeah we've lost the humidity. You notice the, the windows are out in the yellow Jeep, though. You must have seen it when you came in. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm think the roof's coming off this weekend. It, we're, <laughs> we're, we've 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 reached the threshold. It was only 37 today when I was ri- driving here to the podcast studio. I'm going. That's the, the threshold. The humidity is gone, so we're fine. You, you put on the AC, you, you have your water beside you, and you have the AC going. Boom, roof's coming off this weekend. We're there. <laughs> hey, who believes in global warming? Eh? <laughs> Poof off windows down AC on. Yeah. I know. You're, you're going. David for the planet. You're James. going, yeah. You're, you're really saving fuel. You're creating yeah. so much drag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, look, if you're going to go, if you're going to go for it, you're going to go for it. Yeah. Um, the guy, Stephen, that you were talking to previously with his wife, who's the artist, mm-hmm. yeah. singer, songwriter. Yeah. Uh, LaRouche. That's it. Yeah. So he brought his Wrangler in. In fact, it was funny because he was standing there and we were talking cars. He goes, yeah, I drive Wrangler too and I've got to get some for repairs. And I go, where are you getting that done? He goes, oh, I don't know. And I said, I got the guy. <laughs> yeah, so he called me and he dropped the car in and it's like, he's driving with the windows out, but that's because they're discolored. Worse than mine. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He like, can't see. He can't see anything too. Oh it. man, that's, that's awful. So uh, that's like, I mean, we've we've had a couple of, a couple of, attempts in the past at doing something with those and some people sell you the the perspex and they'll, they'll you know the the plastic they'll cut yeah. it out and yeah. stitch it in but it's never great no so you know the, and there's really nothing you can clean it. i almost thought it would if no. you used a muriatic acid that you use in pools and just sort of sat it on there if that would no doesn't do it no it, there's nothing you can do really i mean you can try you can try polishing it as much as you want, but it's it's done, yeah. and it's the color has has oh, it's gone brownish right? as well, you know. So, I think you know, I I think in in retrospect, and I think to every Jeep owner that I know, I would recommend if you have a soft top when you get that, and I, and I'm at the point where I'll probably just gonna head over to Sam at uh, Trading Enterprises. Used to be at Rage, now he's back at at Trading yeah. Enterprises, and I'm just gonna head over to Sam and say, look, I need. You know, can you can you cut me a deal on a new soft top? And 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 you can buy them. It's it's just a pain in the neck to put it on, but probably time to get one of those. And you're looking at three four thousand Durham. That's three and a half, I think. Yeah. yeah, which I think is is a great investment because then you can see. But once once you do that, when you're not using the vehicle, you put a sunshade on. Yeah. Put I mean, a cover you can, on. You can get them made locally for about about two and a half. Yeah. But to have the original one, obviously, you know, it's going to be it fits. Fit. Yeah, and so that's so. Uh, that's where I'm kind of head. But I think putting a, a cover on it when you're not driving it, it's it. I think it will prolong the life of your of that cover of, of that in, in, yeah. in, immensely. It just because it it sits for so long and it's just baking like his would have been baking in the sun. Put a cover on it. 
does yeah. get sunlight the on UV it. UV damages all the plastics yeah. and it just starts to break them down and they lose their colour and they gain an hor- a horrible sort of cigarette smoke yeah. sort of stain, basically. So it's it's unfortunate and it's just part of part of owning a car out here. How's the rest of his car? It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few things that need doing to it. It's not a new car it's, and it's, yeah. you know, he's got his problems, but we'll get there with it and I'm sure he'll be happy and it's the thing is these days, I mean, what is it worth? Well, that's it. I mean, I yeah, I look at mine and I kinda of go, they're worth nothing. You know, they're you know, few Especially down. today, right? Yeah. With it's like <laughs> who's gonna buy those? I mean, I, I live close enough. I'm out Murdoff Way. And I drive by, if you go the back road, so that's the academic city road, one of the Emirates auction car parks is mm. there. This thing is huge. It's full of cars. It's, it's, it's a call and playground. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, if that thing is full of repos and whatever else is in there, what does anyone stand a chance if you, you, know, you put your ancient Wrangler up? Someone's going to look at it. Yeah, I'll give you two grand. Like well, I was hoping five. Yeah, I'll give you a grand and a half now. Yeah. A DJ actually offered five. That we had a we had a guy come in that, that um, he basically buys and sells used car parts. So okay. if we, when we've changed engines or when we've um, sometimes we we take a car for for scrap for yeah. salvage, he'll come in and and buy it. Yeah. And he was in the other day and he said, "Oh, I'll give four thousand for the Wrangler," meaning Stevens. Yeah. So DJ was like, look, if he's going to give four for it, I'll give five. Yeah. So we, we, uh, I, I did call Stephen and say, look, mate, this, my colleague's offering 5K for the car if you're interested. Um, he said no, yeah. obviously. And it is worth more than that. But right. unfortunately today, it's just the way it is. There's more people leaving and just quickly selling cars because they have to, because mm. they need the money for the ticket or they, they need money to pay their final dealer bill or whatever it may be. Yeah. So people are selling cars and, and it's a buyer's market. It's a real tough time yeah. to sell a car. Well, exactly. And, and then you just got to think, okay, I, I, I unload my car for five grand and then, well, I still need a car. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to yeah. do? And, and, I, and I'm, I, you know, I, hey, I've been looking around and I always, you know, I like to take a walk through the new car dealer and take a look at, you know, some of the used stuff. And, and Imtishan would always say, it's like, what's the point of you doing that? Because you know you're not going to buy anything. <laughs> you're going to sit there. You're going to sit down with the guy or the gal. You're going to have a haggle over it. And then you're going to walk away and say, I'm thinking about it. And you're going to never think about it yeah. again. <laughs> you're going to look at your car and say, ah, you know what? <laughs> Glenn can keep it rolling. He starts every day. He gets me to work and back. Yeah. Puts a smile on my face that's yeah. a, you know it's and it's, it's and you'd only end up buying a new wrangler anyway well that's it and so what's the point of going to look at everything else because i don't gonna find or i did mention to the wife a gti would be in in the cards i would i would be interested yeah. in a vw gti yeah you could get a gti at a decent price if you do it do it quick before the uh mark 8 comes out you'll probably get a last of the mark 7s for quite a good deal that's what i was thinking but you know and then it's just standing there saying yeah but i kind of like the jeep and then it's uh but you're not really doing a lot of off-roading yeah but i i, I don't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. So why wouldn't you? It's like, well, but I just like it. Yeah, and it's it's always that sort of handing money over for something that you've already got that works perfectly well. And and you know, as long as you can keep repairing it, yeah, and it's not something that is is going to drive you to the bankruptcy. And yeah. most most things these days are are pretty reasonable repairs. So yeah, I mean, I th- I think that maybe there is a move like this happening now with vehicle manufacturers, but 
they're really missing a trick if they're not doing it. And I don't, I'm not aware of it if they are. So it's not being done very well. But with, with the way sort of the 18 to 25 year olds of today are, and a little bit younger, sort of say 15 to 25, to market a car as you can own this car for this amount of money every month. And in three years time, when there's a much more efficient and much better for the environment vehicle, you can just swap it. Yeah. Because that attitude of, well, I can just keep fixing it. That's, that's right. But if you, for example, if you were to go and trade the Jeep in for a GTI, your carbon footprint would half easily. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. And at some point that's got us doing, I mean, Hey, we, what do we hear yeah, on in the, terms of the use yeah. of the car? Anyway, we, we, we've, we're hearing more, more glacier, glacier shelves have broken off. Yeah. We're hearing Antarctica is, is actually got a rainy season. Now, what are we talking? Antarctica it snows yeah. there. No, no, they got a rainy season. You know, global warming is here yeah. and, and we're, we're to blame for that. So, yeah. And, and it is, it is interesting to see what all, what would happen. I mean, in, in, in the UK about 10 years ago, maybe, nah, maybe. 15 years ago, I can't remember exactly, but there was a, what, what they called a, a scrappage scheme where the government mm. would give a thousand dirhams, uh, sorry, a thousand pounds, and the car dealerships would have to give a thousand pounds to anybody that had an old car. Okay, you could literally it. go and pick up a 50 pound scrap car from the local classifieds, take it into the car dealership, yeah. and they would give you 2,000 for it as a trade-in against a new vehicle. That's a good and it was to get rid of old cars and yeah. to get new ones and, and kickstart the economy. So it must have been sort of after the 2008, so maybe 12 years ago. Okay. So that's, and that worked. That got a lot of new cars out there and got rid of a lot of old cars. And because, and then they were crushed, like right. the government ran it and they were, well, yeah. maybe they weren't, but they were supposed to have been crushed and cubed and right. that was the end of them. So no, they ended up, they ended up in Iran or, or, you know, Ashman. I'm sure somebody, yeah, somebody <laughs> did well out of that deal. But at the end of the, the end of it, it's like, well, okay, you've stopped that now, but why? Mm. You know, obviously there's not a bottomless pit of money, but it makes so much sense to me. Now, obviously for me as an independent garage, that's not great. If anyone's buying a new car every two, three years, I'm never going to see them because right. they've got warranty. Yeah. Um, doesn't, it, it shouldn't be like that. I should be able to service them with genuine parts and et cetera. But where we are with the monopolies and stuff, it doesn't exactly work like that. Exactly. But from a big picture perspective, if, if we were to look at it, they're really missing a trick. If, uh, why would you not want to be, why are VW not in schools? Mercedes not in schools yeah. getting getting kids to like be interested in cars show to to, to create a, a love of the car again which their fathers mothers grandparents would have had it was just sort of yeah. one of those things everybody knew a car not in their, on their yeah. street everyone yeah. had someone on their street that had seven <laughs> cars outside and was working on them all weekend Yeah, and that was all you know I think as from growing up I can think of all of my friends are the same on every single street. So, but that doesn't exist now because it's like cars are the enemy. Yeah. And I think if, if manufacturers actually got their message out there and explained to people, no, this is what we're doing to protect the environment and every car that leaves the production line, we plant a tree in the rainforest or whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, Volvo are making cars out of recycled plastic from the oceans and stuff like that. So if they got into schools and explained this and said, look, if you 
if you buy a car from us, if you learn or want to pass your test in one of our cars, it's this amount of money every month. And as soon as we have a car that's more efficient than that in the same spec, same model, we'll swap it. Mm. There's got to be some value there. There's so much recyclable on a car as well now. You know, as long as it's kept to a certain standard. And if you, if you as a manufacturer require them to hold that vehicle to a strict service schedule and make sure that it's well maintained and penalised for when it's late or penalised for damage that's caused by, by being lapse yeah. on a service, then I can't see where, who loses there. You, yeah. you, you ignite some love of what you're making again and you find some skilled, brilliant children that can then come on and work as technicians, as designers, yeah. marketers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got new cars being sold. You know what, you know what I'd love to see in the, in the podcast realm is I remember when I was going to high school, we'd go to the library at lunchtime and we're getting road and track and cars you yeah, know, and, yeah. and we're looking at, and I, to this day, I was actually looking at some of the stuff by Brown car guy, Shazad Sheikh. If you're not following Brown car guy, he's got a thousand subscribers to his YouTube channel. Just hit that. And he does reviews and he, he, he does Shazad and, yeah. and you know, Brown car guy, go check him out. He's, he's awesome. And, you know, he did something on the, the Countach, the Lamborghini Countach, and I don't remember which one it was, but it was the white one <laughs> and the one that's got zero visibility and it's, it's a monstrosity. But I remember in high school, that was the car you're opening yeah. up road and track and you're going, oh, I want that. And you're sitting there and you're talking about, I remember we were just talking with friends about the, the standard cars in people's driveways, you know, who's, yeah. who's, who's dad's driving the Buick and who's got the, the LeSabre and who's driving this and oh yeah, that's a cool car. And and, and I don't know if kids talk like that anymore. No, I don't think so. I really, I, I really don't think so. I think it's more about who's got the biggest screen in there. I guess. Who's got a, a headrest in front of them with a screen in it and how many channels can you have on for the radio? And yeah. Because I thought it'd be really cool to have that podcast of the teenagers or, you know, the, the preteens who are walking around a, a showroom or walking around a, a, a parking garage and recording and saying, Hey, let's take a look at this car. Oh, this is really cool. And yeah. let's have a, and, and, you know, have a conversation about it. The, 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 the thing for me with, it's a good idea. Someone should, someone should run with that idea. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. <laughs> and, and the thing is you've just got to, you've just got to expose, expose people to the, to the side of the message that you want them to see. Right. You, yeah. You've got to, you, you, art, the, the sort of most successful kind of influential art form of the last 25, 30 years has got to be marketing, advertising, yeah. you know. It, it, there are millions and billions of dollars spent every year on by individual brands yeah. just advertising and marketing their, their product. And, and vehicle manufacturers are no different, but they're going after the people buying the car. Yeah, they're and going I after think, the wrong audience. I think that's, the wrong way around because yeah. you've got a whole they're generation. Preaching, they're preaching to the choir yeah, instead exactly. of finding new. You've got a whole generation who are now at school being taught about, I was taught about it in the nineties at the primary school. I was taught about how, you know, global warming was affecting the planet and how sea levels would rise. And where we live in the UK, we would have been sort of surrounded by mountains and hills and we would have kind of survived it. But it was like the message. I remember our teacher, Mr. Mate, he was called, he, he sort of, he explained it to us when we were like 10 or 11 years old. It's like sort of nightmare stuff when you're that yeah. age. But you also don't really appreciate what they're actually saying. But I remember him drawing on the blackboard with his chalk, like the map of the UK. And then 
rubbing it out and drawing away it would be when the sea's raised and, and yeah. the levels of the sea rise sorry and then it stuck with me but did I do anything about it <laughs> no I just kept these things on the road for longer <laughs> but it was always it always stuck with me and if children were able to appreciate that because it's true it's, it's a genuine yeah. it's a scientifically proven fact that we have a problem with the environment because of man-made issues if if that's okay but we can then appreciate how we can mitigate that and slow it down and then reverse it just like we've done with the coronavirus yeah. we tried to slow it down and then we've tried to reverse it now we try and get a vaccine and stop it completely you can't jump too far ahead you've got to go down the the due process and i just think that for me if you could get children to understand how a car is born like take them through the whole process so there's a committee of 25 30 men and women who will come up with the next car that we need yeah. or they'll come up with okay we need a a small city car there's a huge number of students that are now commuting because they can't afford student accommodation close to the university yeah. or whatever it may be we need a city car for parisian students and, and and how that process works and then how they're made and and how ma manufacturers are going about saving on carbon yeah. and how they're offsetting it and and all the all the things that they're, that they're doing you then have children that are inspired yeah. to to learn about engineering to learn about design and everything that you need basically to prevent what I think unfortunately maybe have gone too far for some manufacturers to survive but I mean what is the point if it's a if it's a shared ownership sort of model on a car of yeah people like MG and Deu and are they really gonna survive like what's yeah. the point if you're gonna yeah. share a car you might as well share a Porsche yeah I often wonder about that. I mean, I, I like the idea of a free market and, and having as many different manufacturers out there, except they're all doing the same thing yeah. and trying to undercut each other. Well, let's let's get quality of numbers. Let's bring the price down because we've got, you know, two or three manufacturers. And hey, what, what's the end route anyway? You know, a couple of specialty guys who are doing stuff. But otherwise, I think the writing's on the wall. I think you're you're pretty clear. In fact, there, there's some great writing on the wall. And I, I fired this one up because it was... It's. I just thought it was. It was classic. Coming uh, Chinese automakers have yeah. announced a plan to increase sales of hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, a niche segment in the world's biggest automotive market, and they want to be. You know, they, they're they're looking at 2025, but they want to get by 2025 10,000 of these vehicles out in China, which is a drop in the bucket. But they're partnering with Volkswagen. General Motors, they're going to trial it, and obviously this could be if they can if they can make the the process work. Which China is the place to try it. It's where our phones are made. It's where there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Volkswagen General Motors going, hey, we want in on this. Electric's great, but let's be honest, you got to generate the electricity, and this might be an option. Yeah, I, I, the one we all we know anyway. China, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it is like you said the best place to do it because yeah. the, the the manufacturing infrastructure there due to sort of 
it's, it's obviously weighted towards industry. The, yeah. the regulations are sorry are weighted towards industry, and, and it makes cost of labour very very low. It makes it makes just putting up a new factory to produce a fuel cell not a problem yeah. because I'm going to employ twenty five thousand people from the from the township. No problem. Okay, done it. Do it. No, no problem. And and then and then the ten thousand is a lot though. It's yeah. not much for the for the Chinese market, obviously. But that's know, a lot of cars. But it's a lot of cars. By twenty twenty five. Yeah. If and you know that that's by twenty twenty five. How they they might surpass that. People might just yeah. kind of go, hey, this makes total sense. What's the byproduct? Water, yeah. and I can drink the water. Yeah. Well, this is a no brainer. Yeah. Clean drinking water. That's a huge issue in the world right now. So yeah. now I've got fleets of vehicles that are actually generating. We could store it up, and now we've got drinking water for the house. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a crazy. It's a it's a crazy. Um, thought that it hasn't happened already. Uh, Stephen Hawking did a program about it years ago. And I remember, I vividly remember him talking about it. He was in a studio and then there was a there was one of his sort of roving scientist reporters at uh, a uh, waterfall in, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, somewhere maybe in Hawaii or something like that, where they were generating the hydrogen uh, using electrical field through the water. And it was then so efficient and... Yeah so easy yeah. and then the byproduct of it is water which you can then make more hydrogen from <laughs> it's yeah. like you know I, I, obviously nothing's for free of course nothing's for free but it's so much easier it's so so much easier and and we've said before but i think for me there's there's three massive benefits to it i think the first one is that you can then make a universal fuel cell just as you have a universal filler yeah. neck size for petrol or diesel, yeah. so that you know that you can go to any country in the world and fill with petrol, and it's the same size neck uh, or, or or gun um, nozzle, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and you could do that with a fuel cell. Yeah. So then you could just literally take the cell out, recharge it, but put a brand new one in, and, and there's no queuing, there's no wasting energy queuing for fuel. Can you imagine? You what, go a, what a ridiculous thing that is that we sit there wasting fuel waiting for fuel. Well, and that's, we, we've already got that mentality going, right? Because you, you, you've got a barbecue, you've got natural gas that your propane tanks and around the world, who, who owns their own propane tank anymore? Yeah, Nobody. Yeah. You simply go and trade it in and swap it out and yeah, you pay a fee. So much easier. And I, and I don't see, because you cannot do that with batteries. Uh, that's right. If, yeah. Even if you make them universal, they're going to be huge. But even if yeah. you did do something like that, you go in in front of me with your seven year old car. I come in behind you with my seven minutes old car that I've just taken from yeah. the showroom and I get your battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't want that. I don't want that thing. So, you yeah. know, this is, this is the first benefit for me. The second benefit for me is there's just so little infrastructure required. Yeah. I'm going to change anything. You just got to change the, the a diesel for now, diesel, petrol, maybe ethanol, whatever it is. And then there's the fuel cells and that's it. There's no, you've not got to lay copper cables everywhere. Yeah. You've not got it's to easy. put extra charging points everywhere. You haven't got to worry about things being left on charge overnight yeah. and causing fires. And and then the third benefit really for me is just the fact that there's so much less risk of, unfortunately you have to say it and it might sound like, you know, being a little, little bit melodramatic, but there's no, such less risk of war. Yeah. Over the yeah, yeah. over the raw materials involved, where oh, you're lifting in countries in it's Africa, coming. which it's coming. 
Yeah. I, you know, we, we've got food wars. We're, we're going to have water. Yeah, we've got yeah. water wars. We're going to have the, these raw material wars. I mean, the, this is why countries, you know, let's, let's, let's look at this just from an economic perspective. Why do you think China invests so heavily in Africa where in, in some of these poor countries and they're going yeah. in and say, Hey, we're going to help you with infrastructure. We're going to help you with yeah, this. Yeah. We're going to fire a ton of money in and they're, and you know, in return, Hey, we want access to your raw materials. Your lithium. Yeah. And, and they're kind of going, well, we're not using it and we need roads and we need housing and we need hospitals. You know what? Let's strike a deal. And China's going awesome. We're securing this. And then, you know, it comes to a point where you've got first world countries that need these products and they're going, well, we know where to go get it in, in Africa. Oh, we can't because they've already signed agreements with China and they've got it. It's it's, just such an unnecessary risk. Yeah. Now that's not to say that. That there isn't a, a that there isn't a, a place for battery powered electric vehicles, and who knows? I mean, look how big mobile phones used to be. Mm, mm. Look how small they can be now. So who knows where the battery technology is going to go? Who knows? Right. Yeah. But the problem for me is there's so many more pros to the hydrogen. I, so many more pros to it. I, I want to see the the statistics on how much extra energy is needed for generation when you start adding in everything now that needs to be charged and yeah. and what kind of a drain is it putting on our electrical grid yeah. and how much extra, you know, it, it all depends on how you're generating electricity here. We're using natural gas. Well, that's not clean generation. No. If you're using hydropower and, and I always tell people at home will say, oh, I got to go pay my hydro bill. And he goes, like, what do you mean you got to pay here? We talk, call it DIWA because yeah. it's the, of the organization, but they burn, fossil fuels to generate the electricity at home. There's, there's nuclear, there's, there's hydro water power and a little bit of coal in Canada. There's still some of that being burned here and there, but it's, it's, you know, it's getting better. Yeah. If you're, as soon as you've got, you're just robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? Cause you're, you're using, you're generating all this electricity for all these electric things, but you're still throwing the carbon out there. So. Yeah, and, and there's the production of the battery, and there's oh the, man, and there's the, and there's the, the putting, I, putting the actual charging station, plural charging stations yeah. in position, um, maintenance on those. Yeah, you know, it, it's really, and and everybody does it with their mobile phone, right? And it's perfectly safe most of the time, but we're just going to leave them plugged in on charge overnight. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and you know, they'll they'll shut themselves down, and yeah. and that's cool. But ultimately, why why put all of that extra strain on the grid? Yeah. Well, you know, my other side of it is with electric vehicles and that, and it's great we're talking about it, and people are getting excited. Your, your electric vehicle will not last forever. You're eventually going to have to ditch the battery. We already know, you know, with Duracells and Energizers, okay, I'm brand naming, but and it's nothing against those companies. They do a great job, but yeah, people don't people, dispose of those no. batteries very well. No. There's all sorts of drop-off sites. How many people just throw them in the garbage? Yeah. Most people, you know, mobile phone gets done, you know, you you, you you dispose of it. Maybe you take it into a recycler. Maybe mm. you just throw it in the, the trash. Again, the number of batteries that are in landfill that are leaching into the water supply yeah. and, and they, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible to think yeah. of. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what will happen over the next five years. I hope that this is the start of a of a huge shift, yeah. and I think once it's and I don't think it'll take long with VW and General Motors, the two of the biggest, if yeah. not the two biggest, vehicle manufacturers as groups in the world, behind a partnership 
with the biggest manufacturing yeah. power in the world. I mean, if if they if they cannot make it happen, then okay, hands up, it's not it's yeah. not viable. But I, I can't see why. <clears throat> excuse me, I can't see why it wouldn't be. Honda have been doing it for a while, yeah. and as far as I'm concerned, it's an absolute no brainer. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to sit and talk to experts about it and and listen to listen to the the downsides and, and weigh them up against electric vehicles. But from what I understand and what I know and what I've read into it, they're, they're, it's a complete no <laughs> yes. I, I, I really don't get it. The safe storage of hydrogen is one thing, right? Yeah. That's fine. I understand. It's, it's an explosive gas effectively, but petrol isn't safe. Yeah, no. And we have petrol vapors that will light at the easiest. Yeah. So, you know, we manage with cars and, and we get people to the moon. Yeah. So I think we can probably make hydrogen safe in a car. Mm. Uh, staying on track of some cool vehicles, I, I actually posted this one to you on, on our uh, trusty WhatsApp because it was earlier today before I updated the site. And it's uh, talking about the Hyundai uh, 2020, Tucson, yeah. 2022 Tucson. Yeah. And I, I looked at the pictures of this thing and... It doesn't look like any Hyundai Tucson I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> mm. what, there's a word though. The Hyundai calls, so they're, they're, they're looking at this. The, the previous Hyundai compact sports ute went from soft and cuddly look to the new all angles and bulges. Looks like, it kind of looks like a Lexus to me or something like that. And, and I love that they, they call the effect the parametric dynamic. And he, <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with that one? I don't know. And they say, even if that's a, a trifle pretentious, the company also says it's part of the sensuous sportiness design identity. I mean, to me, uh, <laughs> sort of looking at it like this. It's radically different. <laughs> it, looks a little, it looks very sort of Peugeot and Infinity. It, you know what? It, that's exactly what it looks like to me. It looks like a Peugeot. Yeah. And, you know, hey. Good on you. I don't. I don't know if that makes Peugeot very happy, but well, I mean, it's it's a it's a weird. It's, see, that car's going to sell anyway. Oh, that's because it, it's they're, they're good cars, but yeah. I, you know, it's. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. You know, the the look is one thing. It'll be interesting to see if there's anything new underneath. Although, you know, you look at it. You know what? You know what it reminds me of. And I'm I'm looking at the backside of it right now. If you haven't go, you got to go online. Go online to driving.ca uh, is where I got this one, and it's the the, the 2022 vehicle that we're looking at the the Tucson by Hyundai. And I'm looking at the back Mitsubishi AS. Is it ASX? I think it's yeah. A, it's it's a it looks like a Mitsubishi ASX to me. Right there, it's done. It's, yeah. it's like I wonder if the Mitsubishi folks are working with them because it really does look like an ASX. Who knows? Who knows? I, or and and the lighting is Peugeot. There's no question. Yeah, the the, the front of it really did strike me as a. It's a Lexus. Peugeot, yeah, but well, it's, the grill reminds me of a Lexus. Yeah, a little bit of an Audi, but a like, but for sure a Lexus. It's like, yeah. And this is, this is a bit unfortunate for Hyundai because, you know, what do you, what do you do? You will always, it's very, un, it's very un, unusual and it's, and it's going to be, I think, unfortunately unlikely that we would ever say, oh, that looks a bit high car Hyundai. Yeah, no. Unless we were talking about a new sort of startup Chinese vehicle or something like that. Even then. You'd always go to the big brands like we've done, you know. Yeah. 
we've, we've said it looks a little bit like a Lexus because yeah, it looks a little, you know, okay. I threw the Mitsubishi in there and, and Hey, they've been around with their, yeah, big brand again. But yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's some, I mean, do they just go for it and say, you know what, we're just going to be bold and try and do our own thing. Or do they always... I think they're too scared. I think the yeah, automotive the industry thing. is way too conservative in, in general. They just... I mean, You've got to make sure it sells. They can't be yeah. too crazy with it. I sort of I sort of walk down the, the gauntlet in the morning looking at the different cars. And, and the one that always what grabs my attention every time is the, the new Tahoes and the, the mm. Ford Explorers. That, you know what? They all kind of look the same. They're just kind of square. At, le- at least Nissan with the Patrol has got a little bit of rounding. But now, like you said, ever since you, you said that, the, what have they done to it? And you kind of said, yeah. it kind of looks like it's cousin there. It's like a QX, doesn't it? It does. I mean, and so now I'm looking at them going, it is a QX. Oh no, it's a, it's a Patrol. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I just don't like the idea of all that. And this is, this isn't a Chrome thing. No, it's, no. The Chrome's got its place on the, on the, on the, on the QX because the, the, it distinguishes it as a premium one, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's too much Chrome on the Patrol, which yeah, yeah. was a, typically the workhorse of the yeah. of the family kind of. I don't know. It's it's. It, oh. I I don't. What I don't get is, and hey, don't get me wrong. I love a Ford Explorer. I love a Ford Expedition. I, I like them both. But they're so square. It's like, yeah. guys, it's, like, it's it's the polar opposite to some of these other rounded vehicles. Yeah. These things are shipping containers. Yeah. yeah and, and I can never figure out why. Like, why are you doing this? No, it's, it's in it. I've got a problem with, like, the, the land. I know you put in the notes about the Defender. But I, I got the two-door. The, they got a two-door model coming. Yeah. I can't figure it out either. I, and this is terrible. It's all complaints for me today. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't looked at it. it. I thought, what, 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 what? What's the plan here? <laughs> but the ad, the advert that keeps popping up, I don't know why I keep getting it, but the advert that keeps popping up for the Defender on my uh, YouTube, whenever I'm watching or listening to anything on YouTube, it, it comes on and it's like, they they do make it certainly look yeah. a lot sort of more rugged and tougher and let's say practical than it would seem to be just mm. taking it because it, as just looking at it, it just looks like it's plastic <laughs> and it's not very tough. And it's, you know, you know what happened to me when I looked at this, this picture of this new defender, the two door, I had to do a double take. Cause I said, I, I, at first I didn't see the write up and I just saw the picture of it. And I said, is that an LR4? I, I literally look at it. I said, is that, mm. a, have, have they, are, are they, are they, are they bringing back? And then I realized, Oh no, they're not. Yeah, it's but got it, the shape, hasn't it? It's got the shape. And, yeah. you know, it just doesn't go up as much. But it to me, it was an LR4. And I said... Yeah, I, I like the idea of of, of of sticking with what you're known for. Yeah. Like the... Absolutely. The new discovery for me is too much of a <laughs> removal from what they used to look like. Yeah, way, with, with, and, it's done. It doesn't yeah, work for me. And with... We've, you know, look, it's changed. We've got to accept it. It's changed yeah. and it's going to go, you know, in, in 40 years time, there might be somebody sat doing a very similar thing saying, oh, this new Defender's no good because yeah. they like yeah. this one. Yeah. And the new Defender to, defender to them would, would be a would be an issue. And, and it's, hey, who knows, possibly this will, be, and, and it's, look, one thing we need to say here, it's going to sell. Oh, it's guaranteed. Sell Guaranteed. By the bucket you, loads. You know, so what, where this really works is if you want to evoke or yeah, if you want to evoke and you start moving up, you, you see the gradual trend moving yeah. through, you know, Vivoke to Valar and then you go, go forward. 
this thing fits right in there. He's saying, you know, I want something a little bit rugged yeah. and, and maybe again, I'm back in an evoke and, and I'm thinking, I want to, I still want to stay in the brand. I want some little, this, this fits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it has got the, the sort of premium Range Rover finish to it. Yeah. With the lights and with the, with the wings and, and it, it the grill, it, it is, it's Range Rover. Yeah, I mean, we should we should try and get up close and personal with one. Because we keep threatening to do this. Being very shallow. Aren't we? I think we we keep threatening to do this, and I think we should just you know throw on the wireless mics and go sit in them in the showroom yeah. and just say, "What are you guys doing? We're just yeah. doing a radio show. Don't mind us <laughs> yeah, podcasting here." <laughs> yeah, we'll plug you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think we should do it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be good. It would be good to have a, a fair opinion. Having because all we're on. doing is looking at it and looking at yeah. the looking at the collaterals that have come out for it. They put as much work into how it looks that's what gets people through the door to buy yeah. one you know? my thing is how plastic is it going to be inside and if it's just a big piece of plastic it just drives me nuts yeah. i mean the defenders were just <laughs> boxes before <laughs> they, they didn't were. really have anything in there there was a yeah. kind of there's kind of a fan behind the dashboard blowing yeah. a little bit there's an uncomfortable out. box i had yeah. the privilege of driving in one of those <laughs> through you know game reserve the the kruger park and uh, it's a memory I won't forget. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, my my <laughs> um, my opinion of the Defender was never high, but then when I came here, and I had to drive them a lot more often than I ever did in the UK. Yeah, no, yeah. not for me. They look nice though. Uh, it's it's got that safari look. Totally get born free. Totally get why people like them. And to be honest, yeah. they'll go anywhere. Yeah, they're yeah. not gonna get they're not gonna get stuck in anything, and and they'll go anywhere. And they do they do a job. But I think muddy fields and rock faces haven't changed. Mm. And this new Defender looks like an iPhone with wheels. <laughs> there you go. And this is the challenge. Yeah. And I always say this about, about a Nissan Patrol. And don't get me wrong, I love the Patrol. But you look at them, you want to take that thing off-road? I don't think you do. Mm. I was like, really? I mean, you could. It's raised and it's, it's going to work. Mm, it's got 20-inch alloys with low-profile tires and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going anywhere. Well, I, that was my always a funny one. I had a, a friend who had an FJ Cruiser, and you know FJ is great, but it had a little. It was a city one, low profile tires. You're not going off road with that thing. No. You're going to get stuck every time, yeah. and you're going to wreck your tires. I mean, I say, well, let's just cut across it. Oh no, I can't do that, man. <laughs> it's going to wreck my rims. <laughs> well, what, what are you driving there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, in, it's. I don't. I don't see I and mean, it's kind of what i was saying before if 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 they are they going after the old defender customer or are uh, they going for the new one i don't think they're going after the old defender but guys. then if you're going after the new customer why would you buy it yeah what, what? i think it, it i think it's it's a logical progression and it kind of looks like what it looks like the rest of the fleet right now but i think the nostalgia customers are kind of going to are, are have they bought up the old ones and they're going to continue to sit there and i don't think a nostalgia customer is going to go for a new one but hey i'm not the focus group and no, i no. could be totally wrong and, but I, and 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 i'm broke so they definitely didn't work yeah. they definitely didn't care about <laughs> what i thought about the car because i was never going to buy one anyway I, I guess if there's i guess you've also got a, a set of customers that maybe they're hoping to tap that would be, you know, I know the old ones were cool and I know that they were rugged and I know you could take them everywhere, but they were just horrible to be sitting in for mm -hmm. any period of time. And the technology was awful. 
so now we've got the the essence of the vehicle and hey this is your way to get into one of these things and it's going to be more fuel efficient it's got all the electronic goodies in it and you know you could still take it off roll because it still has the pedigree yeah like i say the advert that i keep getting on 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 all my sort of suggested ads is showing it pulling trucks out of mud and you know we're talking articulated lorries here like out of mud ruts and it's obviously very capable, which we knew it was going to be. It's always the wheels that let all of the Land Rovers down mm. because they're designed for the city yeah. initially and they're, they're based on looks, but they're very, very, very good off-road. Yeah. Very, very capable. The 4x4 systems are really smart. So that's cool. But I just think that you should that there should have been more of an effort as to, you know, there's so many leaks these days. So this is another thing. There's so many leaks about how oh, it's going to look like this. It's going to look like this. The new iPhone's going to have this on it and the yeah. new Samsung's going to have this on it. And, and it's like, by the time the reveal comes around, you knew everything anyway. Yeah. And all you're worried about is who was right and wrong in terms of the leakers. Yeah. So if they did sort of get ahead of it and build to it and say, look, the new Land Rover Defender will be here next year and it's going to be made of the carbon composite body and it's going to have this kind of finish and this is why and it's going to be this kind of engine and this is the carbon output and this is the fuel reading the fuel consumption rating and this is how we've done that and this is why and just just sort of keep flicking pieces of information at the press and build up a you know an anticipation for the car and explain Mm. why Mm. it looks like it does and why it, it rather than just say, here you go, there's a new Defender. Because then people yeah. like you and me, they've got absolutely no idea. Yeah. Just say, well, that doesn't look like the old one. It looks very plasticky and it's probably not going to be any good. And I'm not interested. Whereas you hear about things like Teslas. Mm. Tesla yeah. are quite smart with that. They, yeah. they say, oh, this is what our car can do and this is the way and this is why. And it builds the anticipation and it builds a bit of... I know you don't need awareness for a Land Rover necessarily, but but if you're not going after the old Defender market, it's only a little bit bigger than an Evoke by the looks of it. Yeah, it's like I, we we got to go kick the bumper of one of these things over to Altire, which is the the franchise here in Dubai. You can kick the bumper. I'll, <laughs> I'll just I'll wait till you've been chased off by security, and then I'll I'll get in and have a look around it. I'll try and take some pictures. Yeah, I saw that last night actually. A guy. So I was walking the dog, praying that he doesn't see a cat when I was really close to this car because I not only was walking the dog, I was on a scooter. I wear a helmet though and I had a light. Okay. But the dog's a hundred pounds. And <laughs> so if he sees a cat, like, you know, you got to be aware that you got to get off the scooter and hold on tight. And, and this guy's walking around his car and I don't know if it was a rental or what, but it was, it was a serious, it was, it was a, it was a Range Rover. And the guy's walking around showing all the black spots on the bumper on the corner. <laughs> I'm just going, uh, I can just see where this conversation is going. I wanted to stick around, but I had the dog because I thought this is going to be entertaining. And there was, the guy was nitpicking on everything. And I was trying to figure out how you get those marks on the bumper anyway. But <laughs> yeah, that's because you keep kicking them as you walk past it. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm, th- this is a great vehicle, but I'm worried now because of all the plastic and because of the way it's put together, one little stone chip comes up and you're going to be up in arms because on the old version, a little stone chip and you're, that was cool. You're was, going, hey yeah. man, this is great. Badge of honor. Yeah. New one. No, yeah. Now you're upset. Now I got to go get that buffed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, hey, we, we should just go and, and have a play around with one and see, yeah. see what we actually think having 
you know, we keep saying this. I think we're, I think we're going to have to uh, schedule it in and just start doing some of these. We, we were doing them in car. We did a couple in cars. We, we prototyped yeah. the show. We've got to start doing that again. Yeah, we've got a format. Let's just go yeah. with it. Yeah. And see how many showrooms we can get barred from. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> We're going to go start over at MG. Gargash. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> MG, welcome arms. They'll be like, oh, yes, please come in. <laughs> I don't even, the, the automatic doors probably don't work on the showroom because they never get used. <laughs> It's probably been locked for four months. Oh man! See, we're, we're going to win no friends when, you know, the auto industry. And I saw a, I saw a, one of the big. It's the RX eight thing, isn't it? I still can't understand how they got away with calling it the RX eight. But anyway, yeah, I saw one on the road the other day, and it's it's a big car. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's a big car. They're obviously selling them. I just, I wonder, uh, I wonder who's buying them. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, it's like the Havels. And you, you see a lot of those though. And you see, and, and yeah. you, you notice what they've done kind of like a Range Rover, Land Rover. Yeah, it's, yeah. Every time I see one, I go, oh, is that a Rover? Oh no, that's a Havel. Yeah. yeah. yeah this, the, I see that's a another showroom to go. We got to jump into the Havel room and take yeah. a look. Or, or my, the one that I see all the time over by the airport, the JMC dealer. JMC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if they do a, uh, I, I mean, I don't. We do El Nabuda and JMC at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah, we'll no. probably get kicked out of one faster I would than the other. Get kicked out of the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't need us snooping around in there. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. There we go. Oh, that's it then. So I mean, so next week if we do that, it could be our last ever show. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get a plan going here. But on that note, Glenn, uh, we didn't talk about it very much car repair, but we just talked about cars. That's cool. And you know what? It was a lot of fun as always. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive. My name is James Pikeway. Podaholics is what you're listening to. The PowerWorks podcast coming to you from the Rove Hotel, downtown Dubai's podcast studio. You want to get in touch with us? Really simple. Podaholics with a K at gmail.com. Podaholics with a K across the socials. And however you're listening to us, by all means, give us a rating. Give us a comment. We want to hear it from you. Want to find out more? Head to Paulaholics. Hundreds of shows to listen to. Talk to you again soon.